blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today, oh my God, John, it's happened. It has finally <laughs> come. It's this year, <laughs> we are at the end of round of 32 of the patron tournament. We're not at the end of the tournament, we're at the end of this one <laughs> round. <laughs> You could say okay. it was the final countdown. Yes, it's the final countdown. In one corner, you just heard his voice, and you might remember him from such podcasts as Trivial Warfare, the Blast from Our Past podcast, because it's Brian, not Troy McClure. Brian, say hi. Remind everybody of yourself. Hey, how you doing? Uh, Brian McClure, uh, work on, uh, lives uh, right outside Raleigh, North Carolina, um, Work on medical equipment, uh, various hospitals, and I am a fan of the movies. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> we know what categories you are going to be pushing for. Uh, your opponent today, though, I'd say he is the troll, too, of trivia guests because he's Jeremy. He's so bad. He's Goodson. Jeremy, <laughs> say hi. Remind everybody a little bit about yourself. Always a play on the last name every single time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Jeremy Goodson. I am from Chicago, Illinois. I'm an IT tech by day and uh, husband, dad, gamer nerd, trivia nerd, all the nerd. All the nerd. All the nerd. Liquid courage. And is that right? Is that what you were? Yep. Yeah, that's um, what I thought. Yep. I uh, have known Jay for over a decade and we, uh, Liquid Courage is her baby. And uh, we, uh, I've done a lot of uh, trivia hosting and, you know, we're part of the uh, Quadrivia podcast for a while mm-hmm. there. It's kind of on hiatus right now. Um, I've done karaoke hosting through there. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you're in the Chicagoland area, make sure to check out Liquid Courage. Yeah, do it. All right. Well, check them out and then check out our rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. That's that's called a segue, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what that's called? It is. All right, now that we know our rules... I want to get to know Brian and Jeremy just a little bit better. And, you know, hey, yo, I want to know your favorite Sylvester Stallone movie. Uh, You don't have to do a terrible (laughs) impression like I did. 
I was just talking about this. Uh, this, this is hands down my my favorite. It's a horrible movie, but it's my favorite. Yeah, spit it out. <laughs> my favorite of all time, Sylvester Sloan movie. It's Oscar. Well, that is an interesting pick. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> oh, it's a horrible movie, but God, it's great. Fanucci right. sit. Okay. Uh, for me, I might be taking the safe route on this, but um, I, I still think one of my favorite Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone movies. God, I can't talk today. Um, is probably Rocky. All right. Classic. Out of all of them, you're picking the first? I am. Okay. Well, this made it quite easy for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I might have seen Oscar a long time ago. Might. I don't even remember if I have, or it was some weird illusion that I'm trying to scrub from my brain. Um, but Rocky is a phenomenal film. It is, um, it's actually not my favorite. I would probably say Rocky four is my most entertaining, uh, of the Stallone movies, but Rocky is just a dang good movie. So that means Jeremy, you get to go first. And Brian, I'm sure you knew that the second you said Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm not gaming the system, but you know, no, your favorite not. and you know what you're going to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I will have to agree with you. Rocky four is fantastic. Yeah. Um, just, I was just, just kind of going with the one that kicked it off. You know, hey, at least you didn't say stop or, uh, my hey, dude. Uh, you know what? I would have given you know comedy it's Rocky points for that. five. All right. Rocky five. Is the oh best. gosh. <laughs> Terrible. I would have gone. Uh, I would have gone. Demolition Man. That, that would have. You know, yes. I thought of it, but yeah. the thing is, literally, you had the entire repertoire to pick from, Jeremy. Because <laughs> literally, any name, anything else, you would have beaten Oscar. Judge so. Dredd. Oh, easily, easily, <laughs> easily. So. But you know, there, there's something about Oscar. It's just hey, it, it hits me just right. There is something, certainly. Yes. I, <laughs> All right, Jeremy, you get to pick first. And what category do you want to start things off? Well, I, I'm going to play defensive to start off. I'm just going to steal movies right off the bat. I love it. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. Who was the first woman to win the Academy Award for Best Director, which was for the 2009 movie The Hurt Locker? Oh, God. Um, trying to remember her name. I love The Hurt Locker. Fantastic movie. I believe it's Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow is correct. Well done. Good, good, uh, good play, Jeremy. Good play. Yep. All right, Brian, what category would you like? Um, let's go with TV. Okay. And we're staying in the 2000s. All right. In an early TV role, actress and comedian Tiffany Haddish played stripper number three in a 2006 episode of this now longest running live action sitcom in U.S. history. The episode was entitled Charlie Gets Crippled. Is that Two and a Half Men? Two and a Half Men is incorrect. <clears throat> Jeremy, you get a chance to steal. I can absolutely steal because I remember this episode. Uh, this, it's always sunny. Or it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I I knew you knew it. Yes, it is. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Getting the steal, and we are back to Jeremy. Oh, by the way, I, that is an episode, an awesome episode. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he goes to the strip club, and they give him a free lap dance, and then he goes back as a veteran. I mean, come on, you see, you see Stripper and Charlie. I'm going to go with uh, I, Yeah, <laughs> It's totally valid guess. <laughs> it, 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 that would be the only other guess I had if I didn't know it was always sunny. I'll, I'll be honest. Yep. All right, Jeremy, which category would you like? Um, 
toys and games. Yeah. Okay. And we're going way back to the 60s. 60s. Okay. What board game was created in 1964? It's a card game with a speed component in the same category as the game Spoons. There is a main plastic piece with different colored metacarpal-shaped paddles to slap. Oh, I had this game. Um, I think it was called Hands Down. Hands Down is correct. Oh, oh you scared me there. So I'm like, oh, did my grandma buy me some knockoff? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Old knockoff Grandma Goodson. <laughs> All right. For, wow. For, Good grab for, on that. One. I, thought, uh, I thought that was fairly obscure, but you nailed it. For just a brief second, I thought you were talking about Mr. Mouth. Oh, I remember. Yeah, Mr. Mouth was awesome. We had that. We had Mr. Yep. Mouth. So, all right, uh, Brian, we're back at you. Let's go with uh, slang. Slang. And your decade is the 80s. Okay. You get on the board here. What slang term means remarkable or outstanding? When referring to a female, it often means sexy or voluptuous. And it was popularized by the 1982 film An Officer and a Gentleman when the character Sid Worley said, do you see that blank set of tatas? <laughs> Sorry for the question. Still a family-friendly show, I promise. Okay, re- repeat the question for me. <laughs> yes. What slang term means remarkable or outstanding? When referring to a female, it often means sexy or voluptuous, and it was popularized by the 1982 film An Officer and a Gentleman when the character Sid Worley said, Did you see that blank set of tatas? Oh, I think the only thing coming to me, and I don't think it's the 80s, I think it's earlier than that. But the only thing that's coming to me is Bodacious. Bodacious is correct. So yeah, Bodacious had been around, but it was really the 80s when it took off, if you will. Okay. So well done. (laughs) I remember that quote. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. Uh, Jeremy, what category would you like? Um, I think I'm going to go with, uh, let's try literature. Literature coming at you. And your decade is the fifties. Okay. Mm. What independent comic book character was first introduced in 1954? He's a Native American warrior trapped in the Lost Valley hunting dinosaurs. The character inspired a popular video game series first released in 1997. Thank you for the clue at the end, because I wasn't sure, but this has got to be Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Turok Dinosaur Hunter is correct. Absolutely. I had that game. That was such a good game. Nice. Very cool. I did not have it. It did look awesome, though. Absolutely. All right, Brian. Uh, left, we have music, news and politics, fashion, sports, and food. Um, let's go with news. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. Name this Cambodian revolutionary and politician who governed the Democratic Kampuchea. Oh, my God. Who governed as Prime Minister of Democratic Kampuchea between 1976-1979, he was a leading member of Cambodia's communist movement and called uh, that was called the Khmer Rouge. Khmer Rouge. 
Keimer Rouge. Thank you. You knew I was going to botch that. Uh, his policies and actions led to nearly 2 million deaths of the Cambodian people during his reign. And he was put under house arrest for his crimes, which I'm not sure was much of anything. With Paul Pot. Paul Pot is correct. Thank you. Thank you. To go kill a bunch of your own people? Yeah. Just yeah. house arrest. Yeah, so you'll kill other people. Yeah. Well, if it was yep. a different uh, Cambodian politician, I wasn't going to be able to steal that. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, at first, I didn't know if you talk about him or, and I can't, and the name will come to me if I think about it. Um, but it was the guy who rode and started in the killing fields um, that was a victim. Um, and I oh. met him when I was in middle school in oh. Arkansas. Yeah. Very cool. But yeah, when you said, yeah, leader of Cambodia, it was like, yeah, okay, that's, that's okay. gotta be. <laughs> gotta be. All right. Uh, Jeremy, what would you like? Um, let's go with music. Okay. And your decade is the nineties. What is the name of the 1990s? theatrical percussion show where eight performers create music from uh, from a variety of everyday objects originally from brighton uk their first north american show was in 1994 at the orpheum theater in new york and you said specifically percussion i said specifically percussion so the theatrical only one, percussion show the only one i know of and we actually went on a field trip at school to see them once uh and i'm just gonna say this is the only one i think of but i'm gonna say stomp Stump is correct. And that was a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. All right, Brian, uh, between fashion, sports, and food, what would you like? Um, we'll go with food. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. In 2006, Burger King introduced chicken nuggets in what shape fitting for the franchise? They only lasted until 2011. Fitting for the franchise. The only thing that would make sense, I don't remember this. The only thing that would make sense fitting for the franchise be in the shape of a crown. Crown Nuggets is correct. Well done. Yeah, I don't, I don't think remember you remember that at all. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, they yeah. I don't remember it at all. I remember them offering like other nuggets, or but yeah, I don't remember the yeah. crown. Yes, sir. All right, Jeremy, what would you like between sports and fashion? Um, let's try fashion. Okay. And your decade is the nineties. What actress wore a Versace-designed dress made from silk, lycra? and some strategic gold safety pins to the 1994 Four Weddings and a Funeral premiere as Hugh Grant's date. The bedazzling dress is thought to have propelled her to overnight stardom. Now I got to try to remember who Hugh Grant dated in the 90s, and that's just not going to work. Um, <laughs> it's probably wrong, but the only person I... Oh, no, that's not Hugh Grant. I'm thinking of somebody else. I don't even know who Hugh Grant would have been dating. Uh, I'm just going to say it anyway. Uh, I'm going to go Julia Roberts, but I'm pretty sure she became famous earlier than that. Julia Roberts is incorrect. Brian, can you steal? No, but I, I've only got one name, and I don't even know why they're linked in my head. Um, we're going to go with Liz Hurley. 
The bedazzling dress is a hint to her movie Bedazzled. Elizabeth Hurley is correct. Okay. Good steal. And that leaves sports for Brian. And he gets the 80s. We've got a question from Vernon Heggie. Thank you very much, Vernon. With the real name of Edward Leslie, in 1987, what WWE wrestler's finishing move became the sleeper hold and was famous for cutting off his opponent's hair? Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Brutus the Barber Beefcake is correct. And with that question, we end round one. John, could you please give us the score update? Uh, We got a tight one here. It is all tied up 50 to 50. Yeah, this is exciting. We haven't had like a tied match going into the final for a bit. All right. As Jeremy got to go first in round one, that means, Brian, you are picking for Jeremy to start off round two. Um, let's give Jeremy sports. Okay. I'm worried here, though, with him being a trivia writer. Mm. Well, if you give me that last one, I knew <laughs> this beefcake. <laughs> well, let's see how he does in the 60s. Okay. In 1969's Super Bowl three, Joe Namath led what AFL team to a 16 to seven win over the Baltimore Colts, being the only Super Bowl championship of the franchise's history to date? Oh, thank God. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was on the Jets. The Jets is correct. Why can you miss that one, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy, what category do you want to give to Brian? Uh, well, it kind of bit me last time. I'm going to give Brian fashion and hope it's yep. something not in his wheelhouse. And your decade is the 80s. All right. Parachute pants. <laughs> Zubaz and Skids were brand names for what type of garment? They were worn by big guys with bulging biceps, featured outlandish patterns, and had elastic waist and ankle bands. Joe Piscopo was often seen wearing them. What, garment? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, do you want to be more specific than pants? (laughs) You gotta be, (laughs) yes, you gotta have an extra descriptor. Uh, Um. They they had a a term that they were called. Zubas. It's a toss-up. I'm giving between two words here. I gotta be careful. I'm gonna go with. I think it's wrong, but the decade is right for the '80s. We're gonna go with hammer pants. Hammer pants is incorrect. Jeremy, can you steal? No, I mean the only thing I could think of, and that's probably wrong too. I was just thinking like they're. They were kind of like workout pants, but I'm trying to think if there's any other different term for that. Like, I mean, I know a lot of more zebra stripe pants. Let's go zebra pants. Zebra pants is also incorrect. It is a fairly generic term, and they were workout pants, but their name that they went by was muscle pants. Muscle pants. Mm. So, mm. all right. All right. No points awarded. Uh, and that's the end of our game that we got all questions right so far. Um, and I believe, Brian, you are picking for Jeremy. Um, let's give Jeremy slang. 
And Jeremy's getting the 90s. In the 90s, if your car's wheel rims were at least 20 inches, that means you were rolling on what? Um, Rolling on chrome? Chrome is incorrect. <laughs> Brian, can you steal? 20 inches. I feel like I've heard this. Hang on. Um, rolling on. It's not coming to me. I don't, I don't have anything. All right. Uh, John, do you know this one? Not a clue. Not a clue. All right. So if your wheels uh, were at least 20 inches, that means you had dubs. You're rolling on <laughs> dubs. Sure so, you were. Uh, you were rolling some dubs, too, weren't you? <laughs> I swear it's a thing. I remember it, okay? <laughs> right. All right, Jeremy, you are picking for Brian. Well, let's give Brian uh, news and politics. And your decade is the 80s. On August 12th, 1988, what artist died at the age of 27 of an of a heroin overdose. His, he first gained fame as a graffiti artist. Andy Warhol was his mentor. He dated Madonna before she became famous, and he used social commentary in his paintings as a tool for introspection and for identifying with his experiences in the black community. And that's a question from Ian Schultze. Thank you, Ian. Really appreciate the questions. Of 88. Who became a member of the club? I don't know. I don't have it. All right, not coming to him. Jeremy, can you steal? Uh, I think so. Uh, for my stream watchers that might be listening, I'm just going to say his name is Basquiat, but it's a Basquiat. Jean-Michel Basquiat is correct. <laughs> All right. All right, getting the steal. And Brian, you got to give a category back to Jeremy. Um. Let's go Jeremy Food. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. Right. The Tunnel of Fudge Cake rapidly gained popularity in the mid-60s, following Pillsbury's 17th annual bake-off, where the recipe won second place. Despite not taking the top spot, the cake became the basis for one of Pillsbury's major ad campaigns. But this cake didn't just help Pillsbury, it also helped popularize what pan with a name of German origins. What? Pan? And it ain't Peter. <laughs> Sorry, I'm hilarious. Um, I know, I know I'm, I'm so I'm funny. I'm pretty sure, I've seen a ton of fudge cake, and I'm pretty sure it's a bunt cake, so I'm going to say a bunt pan. The bunt pan is correct. It's only uh, bunt, the only pan that I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if it's called something else, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the name was derived from the German word Bundkuchen, uh, which uh, means a cake for a gathering. Bundkuchen. All right. All right, Jeremy, you are picking for Brian. Um, let's go Toys and Games. Toys and games. We're just a bunch of crazy toys and games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Toys and games. All right. Sorry. 
Your decade is the 2000s. All right. Toss a coin to this 2007 action role-playing game developed by CD Projekt Red. It was based on the fantasy novel series of the same name by Polish author... Why did I write that? I can't, sp- I can't, <laughs> I can't say this guy's name. <laughs> Andrzej Sapkowski. How about Andres. Thank you, Andres. <laughs> Why do I do this to myself? Giving Jeremy this one. I don't have it. Nope, no guess. Mm. All right, Jeremy, steal it. I'm, I'm just going to reach to my right because I've actually been reading these literally right oh. now. And uh, that would be, I pulled it the wrong way, but it's The Witcher. It is That's how I knew how to the... pronounce it. It's literally Andres Sapkowski. <laughs> I know it's an audio medium, but I have the book sitting. I have one of the books sitting right next to me, literally on the shelf. It is The Witcher. Yes. You, you, you can't ask for better than that. Yeah. Yep. Falls perfectly. All right. Uh, gets a steal. Brian, what uh, do you want to give to Jeremy? Oh, second round's a runaway. We'll give him music. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. On October 20th, 1977, what band was involved in a plane crash in Mississippi, killing several members of the group, including lead singer Ronnie Van Zant? Uh, the only plane crash in the 70s I know of that killed singers uh, was Leonard Skinner's plane crash. Leonard Skinner is correct. And just like that, I have to change my 70s music question. Womp womp. All right, Jeremy, you got to give something to Brian. It's either going to be movies, TV, or literature. Let's go literature. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. What serialized graphic novel began in 1980? It depicts the author Art Spiegelman interviewing his father about his experiences as a Polish Jew and Holocaust survivor. The work employs postmodernist techniques and represents Jews as mice, Germans as cats, Poles as pigs, and the French as frogs. Can you repeat repeat that, please? Yeah, of course. What serialized graphic novel began in 1980? It depicts the author Art Spiegelman interviewing his father about his experiences as a Polish Jew and Holocaust survival, a Holocaust survivor. The work employs postmodernist techniques and represents Jews as mice, Germans as cats, Poles as pigs, and the French as frogs. Is that the one that just recently got banned because it's an older book that got banned was that it the name is it just called mouse is it like m-a-u-s mouse is correct (laughs) good pull yeah that did just come up in the news recently and actually i'm like i just looked up this uh thing i hope it i hope you pass (laughs) (laughs) I just bought that book because I'm going to be discussing it on my other podcast, Comics Underground, with Jody Steele. Hey! I I knew it was an older book. I didn't realize it was that much older. Mm -hmm. It ran ran for like a decade or so, uh, I believe. Um, All right. Um, I I know I don't even need to ask, um, but what category do you want to give to Jeremy? It's TV. I know it's TV. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Damn. (laughs) 
the today the dice are loving the eighties. Okay. A Mediterranean sheep herder comes to live with his distant cousin in Chicago in what sitcom that aired for eight seasons beginning in nineteen eighty six. Oh, I love this show as a kid. Uh, that would be Perfect Strangers. That is Perfect Strangers. All right. And Brian, you are going to end things off in movies. And it's the 80s again. Holy moly. Okay. What 1981 film involved a cross-country race with practically no rules and had a cast including Farrah Fawcett, Roger Moore, Jackie Chan, Burt Reynolds, Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, and Dom DeLuise. Oh, throw on my shelf in there, but that's Cannonball Run. It is Cannonball Run, and that is the end of round two. John, could you please give us the score update? All right, Jeremy was able to get a little bit of a lead, but all hope is not lost. Jeremy has 110, Brian has 70. That's right, uh, with some proper wagering or a little luck. And honestly, either way, it could go either way. It's been a fantastic game. Uh, We are going to need to know what two categories are going into the final round. Jeremy, as you are in the lead, which category do you want in there? Uh, I'm going to go toys and games. Okay. And the decade is the 50s. All right. And Brian, which uh, category do you want to join into the final round? Oh, I'm scared with when it comes to movies and Jeremy, though. Jeremy's just pretty scary on his own, though. He is, but he can (laughs) he can pull people and movies out of the blue extensively. That's what worries me. Except for Elizabeth Hurley, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a fashion question. That was a fashion question. Um, let's go with fashion. Whoa, okay. And that decade will be the 2000s. All right. We are on completely different ends of the spectrum. All right. Jeremy and Brian, we need you to put in your wagers for 50s toys and games and 2000s fashion. You want us to send them to you? Uh, I, I trust you guys if you're cheating that's that's pretty sad on your part oh <laughs> I'm, i've got my wager you got your wager okay yep i've got it oh, all right we are gonna start off in 50s toys and games what strategy board game was first released in 1957 it's for two to six players and deals with diplomacy conflict and conquest Its first tagline was the Continental Game, then later became the Game of Global Domination. And your 2000s fashion question. What American fashion designer departed his position as creative director at Gucci in 2004 and founded his own eponymous label in April 2005? It's been described as the first true luxury brand of the 21st century, and since since its inception, the label has been criticized for using naked women in various advertising campaigns. All right, while our contestants are thinking about their answers, I'm going to ask everybody, go check out Comics 
Underground. That is John's latest podcast on the Beef Up Network. Uh, we've got some fantastic shows on the Beef Up Network. You all hear me talk about it. But John, our own, your second favorite trivia host, uh, <laughs> has his own comics podcast called Comics Underground. Make sure you check it out. John, tell everybody just a quick little bit about it. Second favorite behind Jonathan Oaks, right? Hey, you <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Uh, Comics Underground is just a basic it's a discussion. I bring on a guest, they pick a book, we read it, we discuss it. It's it's pretty simple concept, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. Very cool. All right, Brian or Jeremy, do either of you need a question reiterated? No, I, th- I think I'm locked in. Read the. Can you repeat the fashion one? I mean, I think I've got it, but just sure. repeat it, please. What American fashion designer departed his position as creative director at Gucci in 2004 and founded his own eponymous label in April 2005? It's been described as the first true luxury brand of the 21st century. Since its inception, the label has been criticized for using naked women in various advertising campaigns. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's uh, hear... Brian, as you were behind, let's hear your answers for the 50s toys and games and the 2000s fashion questions. Uh, for the toys and games, uh, we've got Risk, and I've got nothing for fashion. I cannot think of who would have left. Of Yeah, I got nothing. Okay. And Jeremy, what about your answers? Um, for the games, I also said Risk. Um I'm about in the same boat with Brian on fashion, so I was trying to think of a guy's name. Um, I don't even know if it really is, uh, but like 2000s fashions brands and one that I think of that might be right. Uh, it's probably not. I just said Von Dutch. Okay. All right. Now for your correct answers. The 50s toys and games question, the uh, game that was the continental game that later became the game of global domination is Risk. And the 2000s fashion question, the American designer who worked at Gucci then started his own eponymous line is Tom Ford. Tom Ford is who I am looking for. So both of our contestants not securing both answers. So they are going to be going down some points. We're going to need to know how many points. So Brian, start us off. How much did you wager? I wasn't real sure. I only bet 10. Okay. And Jeremy, how did you wager? Um, I I figured he was going to go all in, um, but I just went for the lockout and just bet 31. All right, John, math us up and let us know who won. With a final score of 79 to 60, Jeremy is the winner. Wow. Well done, gentlemen. That was some good betting, some kind of safe betting that uh, could have gone either way. That was fantastically done. Well good game, done. Brian. Right. Good yes. game, Jeremy. I was uh, nervous there. <laughs> yeah, the the second round was definitely the killer, but uh, that, was a, that was a good game. That was a very good game. I was only, only for the fashion, the only one I was coming up with was Tommy Hilfiger, and I'm like, that's the at least the 90s and yeah yeah like 90s yeah. and the opposite of naked for the most part <laughs> right i'm like uh, I, I i got nothing <laughs> at least i, yeah, I know Tom. i i know almost zilch about fashion unless it's like one of the big names and it was like a major trivia fact mm-hmm. you know, Liz Hurley. The, yeah <laughs> Liz, Liz Hurley. Liz Hurley. Yeah, there you go except for that 
What I, I messed up early on, Jeremy, after listening to another trivia podcast, you're supposed to 1985 this for me. <laughs> oh, you're gonna nobody's gonna let me live that down ever. No, not at all. You said that with such confidence, too. Oh, I did. Um, so I had just got out to karaoke the night before and sang 1985 by Bowling for Soup. So the question was basically, without going into too much, like what book has the opening lines and the clock struck 13? So I knew in my head it was 1984. I'm like, oh, I got this 1985 <laughs> and like said it with such confidence. And uh-huh. I was I was facing off against Jay, who was sitting in her chair dying <laughs> when I said it. And you knew it as soon as you said it. You're like, oh, I did. Animal. I said it. And then I'm looking at the screen and they're just laughing. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, Jeremy, you will be continuing on to face off against Ian Schultze, who took down Bing Cow earlier in our tournament. That's what you win, Jeremy. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Yes, it will be Brian or uh, Jeremy versus Ian. That'll be a good one. Unfortunately, Brian, Mr. McClure, this is the end of your run on this year's tournament. Uh, we'd love uh, for you to say some wonderful parting words. Both McClure's are infor- unfortunately out of it. Uh, there's no more McClure household in the uh, the Rebecca Trivia Takedown tournament this year. Spoiler alert, I still have one more episode to catch up, and it's that one. <laughs> <laughs> it came out today. I know. <laughs> um, I got nothing really. Be kind to each other, and except Adam. <laughs> You know, you can oh, big, you can... oh man! <laughs> wow, love you too, Brian. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for those awesome words, um, Adam. And for John, I already said that. For John, I'm Adam, and this was an episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. <laughs> thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreoncom forward slash Throwback Trivia Takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Do you like comic books? Me too. Hi, I'm John. Join me over at the Comics Underground podcast where I invite guests to discuss their favorite comic books, graphic novels, manga, and more. Go to bfopnetwork.com for more info or find me on your favorite podcatcher. I'll see you there.